if you want to go back to Ramaswamy, who's hard to avoid, the attack dog, what, what was stunning to me was the amount of vitriol on that stage against one person, particularly from Nikki Haley. Yeah. She's just had it with him when he talked about her daughter on TikTok, mm. and she said, you're just scum. Those are tough that, words. Yeah. Uh, but it was a <laughs> but it was a bad move on his part. I mean, he's just becoming the attack dog, attack dog, attack dog. And as David pointed out, he's going down and down and down in the polls. Uh, and Tim Scott shows when you're a nice guy, you don't go up and up and up in the polls either. But you know what? To, to that point, Sorry, exact point, actually, I... Dana has uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Let's go back to Dana. Oh. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Ramaswamy. Thank you so much. We are on the air now. Uh, let's see, where do I even start? Mm -hmm. uh, let's start with the way you started at the beginning of the debate. Yeah. Uh, you really came out hot mm -hmm. on kind of everybody. Uh, I'm very frustrated well, with the losing culture in the Republican Party. Well, you came out, you went after, for our viewers who didn't see the debate, you went after the RNC chair yep. who is hosting you here. You went after the network hosting you here. Uh, and pretty much everybody in between. You say you're frustrated, but they're not your opponents. No, but I think that what I am doing in this race is speaking truth 360 degrees. I've been very critical of the Democratic Party. If you listen to my final words on stage, I think that it's important that the Democrat Party be honest about who the nominee is going to be. I think we all quietly acknowledge it's very unlikely to be Joe Biden. Be honest with the people now. What but I would say the same that? to the media. What makes you think that? He's Gavin no I mean, why is Gavin Newsom flying on a private jet using private funds or California funds to go to China? Joe Biden He's has, not running. I mean, Gavin well, Newsom is not running for president in the same way that Ron DeSantis wasn't okay, running for president I, I, for I years. Don't, I don't want to talk yeah. about Gavin Newsom, but could you ask that question? He's like the fifth or seventh economy in the world in California. So, look, so But I, let's talk about Joe Biden. But what I would say is, to, to answer your question, okay. I'm happy to talk about my point about Biden. Okay. I just think it's true that Biden is not going to be the nominee. I think that most people in the Democratic Party will quietly acknowledge it. Just say it out loud and you build trust with the people. But what I'm saying is, as a Republican candidate, I can't just call out Democrats on their corruption. I've called out the Hunter Biden corruption from Ukraine and the $5 million bribe. And I will continue to do that, but there's I will call no, it out the Republican Party no evidence to as, support, as well as well. There's no evidence to support, to support that he was paid a $5 million bribe no. from Burisma. No. Well, if he was, we that's corruption. Fact okay. We just, but if he was, but I just want you to make well, an allegation where there's no evidence there's literally, to back that up. Okay. Daniel Dale literally just talked about this well, on the air. Absolutely. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence and testimonial evidence to suggest it. You have U.S. senators saying they've received information. The, the investigations are proceeding as we speak. But... That is corruption in the Democratic Party that I have called out, and I think it deserves to be called out in the Republican Party as well. But you just there's no evidence. No, I've not admitted there's no there's absolutely there's evidence. There's circumstantial evidence, but... Well, look, Chuck Grassley, ask Chuck Grassley for the actual recordings that are actually turned have, over from Burisma. We have, and nobody so, has seen it. But, but let's why just Why haven't they released... And I think talk, I, whether it's... One thing I'll just say is, bipartisan point, whether you're Joe Biden or Nikki Haley, release your tax returns. Be completely open about where you've made your money. The American people deserve to know. I did something early in this campaign that, frankly, people in both parties should be doing. I put out 20 years of tax returns. I understand why people don't do it, but that's the kind of honesty we need in both parties, you, and so that's what I stand for. You, when we talked after the last debate yep. in California, uh, you said nobody likes to know it all, and you seem to have, at least at that point, made a decision not to. And I'm not uh, a know it all. I try not to be. But what yeah. I was going to say is to be as aggressive and to come out as hot as you had before, and you just, I mean, everybody went, wow. And I know that was the point of what you did. Mm -hmm. But how do you think that's going to get you enough votes to beat Donald Trump? So I've actually 
made a pretty clear decision on how we're approaching this race, certainly for the remainder of it, and it's been for most of this race today. I'm not a political horse race analyst. I think a candidate's at their best when they're not calculating how you're building some sort of patchwork path using effective political slogans to win certain groups, focus grouped or otherwise. We're just not running this campaign that way. I'm unrestrained in speaking what needs to be spoken that the other people are not saying about the Republican Party, about the Democrat Party, about the media. And my bet is that that's going to be the winning political strategy. Because when I travel this country, that's what our base of voters is hungry for. They're sick and tired of the poll-tested platitudes. I'm not somebody who does well with poll-tested platitudes anyway. So we'll go with the truth of where I'm at my best, which is being unvarnished, being unshackled, speaking the truth, not just when it's easy, but when it's hard. And I think that what, our bet is that'll be the successful what, approach. What, one of uh, the arguments that you made was that Nikki Haley is not being uh, sort of consistent because she allows her daughter, uh, who I believe is not a, a young adult kid, age, yeah. she's an adult, uh, to use TikTok. And she was not very happy with that. Let's listen to yeah. what happened. I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my before daughter preaching out to your voice. Your adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer. She said you're scum mm -hmm. at the end. Well, here's what I would say is that the last debate, she, I think her exact quote was, I feel dumber every time you speak after the TikTok issue, lecturing families across this country about leaving TikTok. It's not a sin to be on TikTok. The dirty little secret is it's a generational divide. Most people, young people who I meet are. And the alerting moment is even if she's going to talk about TikTok sanctimoniously on stage without mentioning that her own adult family members of the next generation are on it, we're not fixing the problem by just retreating and signaling our virtue. To the contrary, the question came up in the context of Hamas, pro-Hamas content mm -hmm. spreading across TikTok. You think we're helping that by actually exiting as opposed to offering an alternative voice? So I think it's a failure of leadership that leaders like Nikki Haley would rather signal their virtue, pick on TikTok, say that, oh, I joined TikTok to reach the next generation of Americans. It reflects a startling lack of self-awareness to know that Republican Party needs to reach young voters. How about the young voter in your own family? And I do think that that's a fair question to ask about the lack of self-awareness. And it's a generational divide. She talks about a new generation of leadership. You have, I think you, she's on the other side of that. You have very young kids, so yeah. it, I, I recognize that it's different from a grown yeah. kid. But why bring up somebody's family member? Isn't that a little bit of a, of a, of a blow below the belt? No, because it's not a sin for a young person to be on TikTok. I think the error is somebody sanctimoniously lecturing the rest of the country about the perils of it while actually failing to set an example of leadership a little closer to home. And I think that that gets to the core point. We as a Republican Party are not going to win by going back into our shell and hiding from the next generation. We have to show up and engage with the next generation. That's the point I was making, and I stand by it. And I think that this is part of my problem with the older generation of Republicans. They say, well... TikTok has some vague bad things with China, failing to recognize even American-owned companies handing over their user data to China and say our answer is to retreat. When people in their own communities, schools, families, young people are using it and we're doing them a disservice by not showing up and actually engaging with them. So that's where I land on that. Vivek Ramaswamy, thank you so much. Thank